0: Okay, good evening, everybody. I'd like to delve into a subject um, which is somewhat of a lofty madrega. It's a high level, conceptually, but I think, practically speaking, we could all associate, we could all connect ourselves to this madrega, and there are concrete steps we can take to at least get into this mindset, get into this zone, and it could be transformative. It could be life-changing if we if we actually put our minds to it, I think we could achieve a lot. <clears throat> There's a lot of discussion regarding what's happening in America and the world, and conspiracy theories, and Armageddon, and Gogumog, and and this happens once every few years. This is nothing new. But Question is, what's our response? So some people are talking about making sure to get the paperwork nefesh benefish to make aliyah, which is always a good thing to consider. I know people who were um, very moved, not in a good way, but spoke to someone who was actually moved to tears based on what happened in the capital taking something whatever side of the political arena you happen to be on but it's just the parade together it's breaking with tradition it's taking uh, certain ideas that have been viewed as almost sanctified and we're opening up a whole new world of, of violence of aggression what's our response to this and i think it touches upon this madrego this higher level of consciousness, this higher level of connection to limad Hatorah, I'd like to delve into. This is relevant to men and women. This is relevant to people learning in yeshiva full-time, learning in kolel full-time, or someone who barely has a chance to open a sefer, but he or she tries to make it a priority. This is really, hopefully, Shavu Lechol Nefesh across the entire spectrum. I'd like to begin with a letter that was written by the stipler, and uh, Rav Shach signed on this as well. They were wishing Mazel Tov to a group of people who were finishing Shas. And the stipler writes, Ani Omer, I want to share with you that which I've heard from my Rebbeim, that which I've um, acquired from the Svarim, especially the Sefer Hafez Chaim, or the Svarim of the Hafez Chaim. And the little, he says in his humility, the little that I've clarified myself, Mikol Ma ad hayom, from everything that I've learned until today. This is the stipler saying, based on my grasp of Das Torah, the message I want to share with you is Torah he shel Am Yisrael. The learning of Torah is the kiyum of Yisrael. Not only does this sustain the Jewish people, but it is the koach, it is the strength that we need to withstand any nisayon, any challenge, be it a global, a national, an individual one. Gezeros ayomos, terrible decrees. Only through the power of Torah and its learning. Kol Echad Lefi So it's clear he's not referring to any one person or any one particular circumstance. Every single individual, wherever we might be holding, whatever our background is. daf Gomorrah, if it means you're able to learn Gomorrah. Perak if you're learning a chapter of Mishnayis, You're learning a few halachos. Whatever it is you can do, says the stipler, you must do. Because this is the Gevura, this is the power, this is the legacy of Kalal Yisrael. And through living with this mindset, having the priority of Torah, not just Torah living, but Torah learning... So we're able to raise our children with the proper perspective, the proper emunah and bitachon in a Baruch and in HaShem's Torah. He concludes, though, he says, However, unfortunately, We live in a world where there's so many different influences, so many different distractions. We're following social media, I'm looking at the news, I'm having the conversation with this person. There's, everyone's frazzled. mashpi al And this has an influence on all of us. And even if I pride myself in having the discipline to be able to put down my cell phone when I'm together with the family for supper, I don't look at it for an hour and a half, whatever our own gedarim are, our ways of sheltering and protecting ourselves from the onslaught of the world... Everything seeps in. V'ha'etzah what is the only eitzah? Not just the best solution, but the only solution? Hilikvoa itim letorah kol yom, is to set aside time for learning every single day. V'zehu kiyumo shel Torah, this is the continuity of Torah. Judaism without Torah is basically dead in the water. There is no continuity, there is no future, there's nothing to look forward to. That's true at a national level, says the stipler, and it's true for every individual. Whatever I can do, I must do. That's the response of Klauusro. What's happening? And oh, what, 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 what did he say? What are they planning to do? Are they going to invoke the Twenty-Fifth Amendment? What's Pence going to say? Who cares? It's, it's intriguing. It's historic. Our children and grandchildren will be learning about this in their history books. But the response of Klal Yisrael has always been, and always will be, we've got to get into what matters. We've got to focus on the, the, the root of everything. We have to connect with Hashem through the Torah. Torah learning is the key of Klal Yisrael. That's our continuity. David HaMelech, we know, lived a very stressful life, to say the least, and when he's running away from Shol, his father-in-law, who's pursuing him, trying to kill him, he runs to Shmuel. Shmuel was the Navi of the time. He was the Gadol Hador. the borach v'yimalet veYavo el Shmuel ramasa. He flees to Shmuel in Ramah, and he tells him everything that's going on. He shares with Shmuel how Shul's trying to track him down and kill him. So David and Shmuel went together. And they dwelled in a place called Benoyos. Okay. What did they do? So the Yalkachmoni says, That night, that David ran away and met up with Shmuel, and he was sharing with him all of the difficulty, all of the suffering that he was going through. Lomod Mishmuel Hanavi, David was able to learn from Shmuel, Masha'ein Talmud Vasek Lomed B'Me'a Shana, more than a brilliant student can learn in 100 years of study. That night was so packed to the brim with Limud HaTorah, it was something that was almost miraculous. So you just put on the brakes for a second, you ask, David is running for his life, He's trying to find refuge in the Gadol HaDor. He's pouring out his heart to Shmuel HaNavi. Okay, Th- thank you for sharing that with me, David. I'm sure Shmuel was machazik him. He encouraged him. He shared some good advice, what to do, how to proceed. But can we get back to the real things now? Enough of the bikuach nefesh stuff. Enough of the life-saving stuff. Let's get back into learning. And they spent the whole night learning Torah. It's similar that when Yosef told his brothers, after revealing himself, and they were about to go back to Canaan and share the wonderful news with Yaakov, so Yosef famously says, Don't get distracted in your learning when you're on the way. So oftentimes we assume that means, even though they just had the shock of their life, even though they just had this revelation that totally uprooted the last 20 years of their thinking and their prior assumptions, they would still have the, the ability, the, 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 the capacity to delve into Torah learning on a deep level. And Yosef was saying, boys, just please be careful. Don't get distracted along the way, even though they had so much else on their mind. However, according to our basic perspective on life, according to the perspective of the stipler, the, the example of David Melech likely it wasn't even though they had so much going on they would still find it within themselves to learn Al <speaking in Hebrew> meant, I know now more than ever you're going to really get deep into Torah because this is what you need to stay anchored not even though but it's because there's so much going on in your life this is what likely you'll do therefore Yosef was telling them please be careful don't get lost along the way in the beginning of the parsha Moshe tries to convey the message of Hashem to B'nai Yisrael and we know famously the posuk says shamu Moshe they did not listen to Moshe mikotze ruach Kosha. they didn't listen to Moshe mikotze ruach from a lack of breath and from the harsh labor so what does it mean they didn't listen so the sforno explains they were not able to really contemplate, to think carefully as to what Moshe was saying, to the point where they would not just listen, but they would hear the words of Moshe. And, and, be, and if they had the proper frame of mind, they would have the bitachon swell within them. That faith in Hashem would overwhelm them. And of course, they would believe the message of Moshe, but they didn't have the proper state of mind, ruach because they were so distracted, they were so overworked. When we're distracted, and we're living an existence of kotzer ruach, right, nowadays, it's not just once in a while we might experience a kotzer ruach moment, but life seems to thrive on kitzirah's ruach, on the shortening of breath. Everything is happening simultaneously. Right now, there's so much going on, and we have FOMO, if we can't be part of this and this at the same time. Kotze ruach makes it very difficult to listen and to actually hear the message of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. What led to their Kotzer ruach? What led to being in this state of mind where they weren't able to break through all of the hassle, all of the baggage that they had? So the says one line, which I think is a, is a life changer. It sounds like from the Arachayim that they were not a nusim. It wasn't against their ability, they had the Bechira, they had the free will but they didn't have the power to somehow get out of their of their kotzeruach. They didn't have the power to get out of their, their small-mindedness. For what reason? Shalohayu ben Torah. Because they weren't yet ben Torah. What does it mean to be a ben Torah? Literally that means the son of the Torah. So there's, there's really two concepts. A person can be one who learns Torah, one who does mitzvahs. That doesn't define me, though, as a ben Torah. A ben Torah means I'm not just doing something externally, I'm not just fulfilling the mitzvah of learning or the mitzvah of chesed, but this is my whole essence. I'm a ben Torah. I am the son of this concept. I am part of this ideology. Archaim says they weren't able to really hear the message of Moshe. They weren't able to have the bitachod of what Moshe was saying because shalohayu b'nai Torah. They weren't yet on that level of b'nai Torah. When the Pesach says they were ruach, they were suffering from shortness of breath, ki torah marcheves libo shaladam. because what does the Torah do? When a person becomes a ben Torah... That's marchevis libo shel Odom that expands the heart of a human being, that expands my horizons. Before I'm a ben Torah, I might be learning Torah, I might be doing mitzvos, but if I'm not defining myself, I'm, I'm not identifying myself as someone who's really living Torah, I'm not a ben Torah, I don't have that harchovos hadas, that harchovos halev, I don't have that expansion, that consciousness of the mind. I could still be in the realm of kotzeruach. I could be narrow-minded. So the learning of Torah, in a way where we're trying to internalize it, where it's transforming us, where I'm identifying myself by the Torah, and therefore I'm classified as a ben Torah, then I could hear things I'd never heard before. I could see things I've never seen before. I have a different vision. I have a different sheifa. My ambitions are so much broader. I'm a transformed human being. When you meet, or when you've had the chance to meet Gedol Yisrael, and you're just standing in their presence, having a conversation with them or asking a question, there's something that's intangible, but it's just radiating from the neshama. It's a truth that's been absorbed into their essence over so many years that that you're feeling the the, the warmth of. It's drawing you in. Not because they've learned Torah, but because they've transformed themselves into B'nai Torah. Somebody was sharing with me recently that she's been listening to a lot of different classes online and there's one particular person she's been listening to, really speaking about different conspiracy theories. And a lot of the messaging, a lot of his, um, his speech, just seems very dark, and it just makes me scared to listen to him. But I want to hear what he has to say. And this, by the way, although Bar Hashem, we're thankful for being able to share Shirim across the world, And here we are right now this evening, and this year is also being shared across the world. But at the same time, that means we have access to a lot of different ideas and a lot of different personalities, and we have to be very careful. We have to be connoisseurs. Who is this person? Where is he coming from? Where is the information coming from? If he's sounding dark and he's saying things that don't sound like they ring true, don't just accept it. You have to question that. You have to be skeptical. We're always skeptical in a healthy way. When you're really in the presence of a God Torah, you don't feel darkness. You don't feel scared. You don't feel aggression. You feel love. You feel compassion. You sense the godless. You sense the greatness of the person in which you're interacting. The Torah itself, when you become a Ben Torah, that transforms you. There's an amazing Gemara in Babakama, where it tells the story that Eliezer Era. he was walking in the shuk, and he was wearing black shoes with black shoelaces, which was not the style amongst Jews. It was very abnormal. So the Gemara relates that the officers of the Reish Kalusa they saw him and they stopped him. And they said, excuse me, Eliezer era. Why are you wearing black shoes with black shoelaces? This was the Tznius patrol. And uh, he explained, uh, I'm mourning over Yerushalayim. And the way I'm expressing my sorrow is by dressing in total black. My shoes, my laces. So they said back to Eliezer 0, You think you're worthy? You think you're on the Madrega to mourn over Yerushalayim in, 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 this, in this external way? They felt he was being arrogant. They felt he was a faker. And what do you do with a faker? You lock them up in prison. <laughs> Which, parenthetically, is a very interesting, very insightful point. Why do they have to lock him up? Let him continue being a faker. They don't think he's the real deal, they don't think he's on the Madrega. To be able to mourn like this. But why do you have to put them in jail? Because if you're faking, people ultimately read into you, and they know you're not authentic. And what you're doing is being makalka lecherem, you're actually jeopardizing the masses. Because the more faking we have, the more superficial we feel comfortable becoming. So the officers of the Resh Gulusa said, we don't want anybody faking anything. Come into our office. We want to question you. So they bring him in. And he says, listen, gentlemen, Gavarabana. there was no room for being humble. He said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great man. I'm a Torah scholar. Gavarabana. So they said back, how do we know? Prove it. So Eliezer's ira said, okay, how do you want to do this? Do you want to ask me a question? And I'll answer, should I ask you a question and show you my prowess in, uh, in learning, my charifus, my sharpness? And it goes on to say that he was able to prove to these officers that indeed he was a Gavaraba, and they let him go. But what's interesting is, when you analyze the story, until they were proven that he really was a great man, Through his Torah knowledge, through his absorption of Torah, they felt that he could not be mourning over Yerushalayim in an authentic way. He must be a faker. Once he proved to them that he was a Gavarabah, that he was a Talmud Chacham, then they said, okay, you're probably not faking. What does your level of Torah knowledge or absorption have to do with how much you could feel the loss of Yerushalayim? Those are two completely different things. One is, are you into learning? That's wonderful. And the other idea is, are you able to feel emotions on a very deep level? The korban Beis HaMegdash. Can you feel the loss of the Beis HaMegdash? It seems clear from this Gemara that those two things are related to each other. The more of a connection I have to learning, the more of a lamdin, the more of a Ben Torah I become or transform myself into... So then the more capacity I have for feeling, the more I'm able to tap into that emotional wellspring that resides within me. Those two things are directly related. My becoming a Ben Torah, my allowing the wisdom of Torah to penetrate me and change me, not only will I know more information, not only will I hopefully know more halacha and more hashkafa, but I'm a different human being. I'm a more sensitive human being. I could be more emotional sometimes people are bothered by the question often in high school or throughout life why are we learning gemara so much of gemara study does not seem to be halakha it's not really easy to relate to some of the cases are are whimsical and they're never going to happen so the most basic answer is we learn Gemara to understand the philosophy of the law. And oftentimes you have to utilize strange cases to pick apart the, the inner workings or the, the undercurrent of the, of the halacha. But it's more than that. It's more than now I know the halacha better. Now I understand Torah on a deeper level. But if I'm connecting to the wisdom of Torah through the process of learning Gemara, that means I'm transforming myself into a more sensitive person if I do it right. I want to share with you a letter from the Chazanish. And the reason why these letters are always so moving to me is because it's clear that when he's describing the, the mindset, or the, the machshava of a Talmud Chacham, of one who's a Ben Torah, he's clearly describing himself. He's speaking from experience. He writes, and this is number nine, he says, The seichel is like a small seed. Right, The human mind is like a little seed that if you plant it in the soil with enough sunlight and enough water, it begins to, to really separate and become one with its environment. And through that achtos, through that unity, it begins to sprout and flourish. Writes the Chazanish, we all have the capacity, we all have seichel. When we're able to connect the human mind, the human intellect, with the Torah, not externally, but to really have a panemius connection, an inner connection with the Torah, then that actually enables that seed to grow into a massive, majestic tree. He says, you can become a person who you could be walking among men. And if you were to ask anybody, that person over there, right? Is he a man or is he an angel? And they would say, uh, he's a human being. So even though you look like a human being, aval, however, be'emes hu'malach ha'gar im tamusa, you are really an angelic figure who happens to live amongst human beings. v'chai chai silos merome malchol bracha and you're living on a different plane. Your consciousness is in a different dimension. You might be sharing the same sidewalk as everybody else, but when you're connected with Torah, when you let that seed germinate within the, the, the wellspring, the soil of Torah, you're a Malach Hashem. You're an entirely different, transformed, elevated, uplifted human being. He says, however, Torah Dereches Mesira yesera." The Torah requires real masira. I don't like the word sacrifice to translate masira because that has a negative connotation, but masira really means the giving of oneself, the channeling of all of my kochos, all of my energies to Torah. Velo b'chayim regilim ha-Torah This is a line that might be somewhat of an intimidating idea, but he says, we will not acquire Torah... B'chayim Ragilim, living a normal life. What does that mean? I can't live a normal life. We all want to be happy and healthy, and we want to be normal. And he's not telling us, don't be normal. But what I think he's saying is, we can't just look around and and see what other people are doing, what's viewed as acceptable. I'm looking now in the Froom world, I'm looking now in my community, in my yeshiva, in my shul, this is what most people are doing, and if I'm pretty much doing what they're doing, then, okay, I could feel, I could feel complacent. I'm accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Don't ever view your aliyah and ruchnis, your growth in Torah, based on what's viewed as normal. Just because nobody else wakes up at 5.30 in the morning that you know, and, and most people are not spending three hours learning before they go to work, if you can then go for it. Now, many of us can't do that. Right? I could connect in a different way. I'm not an early morning person. I could barely wake up for shachris. I could learn later on in the day. But the question always has to be, what can I do? Not what's viewed as acceptable. It's not just being normal. The Iker Sagula Satara the Chazanish writes in a different letter. The main, the, the the special quality of Torah that brings a person ilah to a whole different level of, of, of living, chovaso and allows one to recognize with clarity his or her purpose in life. How does that come? Ba'al shel Torah that comes through not just casually learning. But a shal Torah, my toil in Torah, my my mesira, my giving of myself to the Torah. and the more I, I pour into this limud, the more I connect with it emotionally and intellectually. Minatik I'm disconnecting myself from all of the chains of the Yetzahara. Like he said, I'm becoming a malach Hashem. And I no longer have that same jealousy I had before. I no longer have that same need for cover or recognition I was fighting with just a few years ago. They have a nice car, I don't. That's beautiful, that's okay. That's not eating me up inside anymore because I was able to cut myself, I was pruning some of those branches away and now I'm in a different plane of existence. So this is the, the result of learning, not just learning, but the result of becoming a Ben Torah. What I'd like to address briefly, the last part of our discussion here, is what kind of learning are we referring to? Is all learning created equal? The Ramchal tells us in the Derech Hashem, in two places, when he speaks about the Segula, the special, almost magical quality of learning, He writes that connecting with Torah is our avenue of connecting with Hashem. And therefore, the more analysis, the more in-depth I'm able to go on any given subject in Torah, then the more of that divinity I'm drawing out from the Torah. The the example that Ramchal uses is like you have uh, coals, little embers, And the more you stoke the coals, the more fire will come. You want a raging fire of the Esh HaTorah? That's through continuously stoking those coals and smashing them to bring out all those sparks and transforming those sparks into a blaze. But theoretically, if you're going, a little thing here, a little poke here, a little prod there, you might touch a lot of different coals and get a few sparks here or there, but you're not bringing out that fire. In order to really draw forth the, the, the light, the radiance, the divinity of Torah, writes the Ramchal, it's really corresponding to how much of ourselves we pour into the Torah. This does not mean that we have to be distracted by spiritual thoughts during learning. and Velazhen speaks at length about about how to learn Lishma. what does it mean to learn in the most genuine, sincere way. It doesn't mean that I have to be thinking about connecting with Hashem and the I'm Learning means I'm trying to understand what's being said, and I'm trying to understand it well. Now, before I start learning, I should hopefully have some of these um, ideas that I'm doing this to connect with Hashem. But during the process of learning... The highest level of learning L'Shema, of learning with sincerity, is I'm just trying to understand what the Gemara is saying, what the Rashba is saying, what the Ramchal is saying. Uh, just this evening, I had the chance to speak with Rabbi Shmuel Vosner, who was one of the great poskim of our time. So his grandson comes here once or twice a year he was just having mincha Mar here this evening and we shmoozed a little bit afterwards a really wonderful person you see the, the hadras panim the glow of his grandfather so he told me that one time his grandfather vozner was giving a drasha and during the drasha he was trying to encourage people to learn torah he said people think that when a rabbi learns torah or when a Shiva learns torah or when a teacher learns torah That's like on a higher level. If I'm a simple, I'm a simple person. I'm a lawyer. I'm a mommy. I'm a teacher in a different capacity. I teach math. So my learning is not the same as yours. And Rav said, you're 100% right. It's not the same. Likely, your learning is so much more sincere than the learning of the rabbi, the risheshiva, or the teacher of Chomish. And he explained it's that any time you're learning where that's pretty much your profession. So then there are so many different agenda items you have while you're learning. Oh, this is a beautiful piece. I could say it over in my next year. People might appreciate that. That's a very holy machshava. But it's not just to acquire the knowledge. Or if, if I say this point. This very complicated uh, cheshben, this, this very complex uh, calculation, people are going to think I'm brilliant. I'm going to make sure to say this one next. Or this will be great for the classroom. Now, these are all wonderful motivations, some of them more, some of them less. But I'm not learning with that same sincerity of, I just want to understand the ratzun Hashem. I want to climb into the mind of the infinite. If I don't do this for a living, I don't do this professionally. No one's going to write down or take notes on anything I say. I'm just learning. For, for what reason? Because I want to know Hashem's Torah. I want to connect with Hashem through my learning. I'm never going to write a sefer. I'm never going to give a she'er. But I'm learning. Likely said Rivozner, that learning is the most beautiful and appreciated limit haTorah to the Kadosh Baruch Hu. But learning in depth seems to be, as much as we can, seems to be the ticket to transforming ourselves. I want to share with you from Ramosha Mordechai Epstein. He was the Rosh Hashivah in Slobotka. He was the son-in-law of the author of Slobotka. He has an introduction to his Sefer, the Levush Mordechai in Babakama, where he speaks about the methodology of learning. And he says, really, out there in the world, you have people who focus on different different forms of learning. Some learn very much b'iyun; they learn very much in depth, and others very much be'kiah style, which means trying to cover more ground. They're both needed, because one without the other, you're obviously lacking a major part of Torah. But what's the ichor focus, what's the main thing for us to try to develop? He said, let's look at the Gemara. The Gemara in Kedushan tells us, that a person who knows one Masechta well, you could ask him a question, and he could answer you, he's a Talmud Chacham. This is a person who is classified as a real scholar. There's a Gemara in Brachos, though, that says that Rami Barchama, one of the great Amarayim, he didn't want to include a particular fellow in the Ziman and in the Bracha they were going to, uh, to make together after eating. Why didn't he want to include him? He didn't feel he was worthy. Why wasn't he worthy? He happens to learn, or have learned, Sifra, Sifri, basically he's learned everything all throughout Shas. He's been through Dafyomi six times. However, Rami Barhamah said, he he didn't really have a connection to other gedolim where he was able to serve them and learn from them. And that's why he felt he wasn't in the category of a Talmud Chacham. So it, it sounds like an awesome contradiction. On one hand, the Gemara Kedushan is saying, if you just learn one Masechta well, and you could answer questions on one thing you picked up, and again, this is not limited to a Masechta, it could be you're learning the, the Halacha day of of uh, Chafetz Chaim, but you learn something well, you understand the idea and the application, you're a Talmud Chacham. If you learn a lot of information but it stays very superficial. You don't really have a grasp on it. Then, theoretically, writes her Moshe Mordechai Epstein, you could go through the entirety of Shas and still be considered an Amoritz. That's a scary thought. He says, Iker ha-Torah. When we speak about learning Torah and knowing Torah, the main focus is Not just having a vague association or picture of what things are. The main goal of learning is to have an understanding, the logic, to hear the music of the Torah. That transforms you more than just the the knowledge of the Torah. We'll conclude with uh, the Mishnah and Perkiavos. The Mishnah tells us, source number 14, that Kol l'shma, anyone who learns Torah with sincerity, like we mentioned, not for other reasons, but just because I want to know what the Das Hashem is, I want to connect with Hashem, you'll be Zoha to many things. What are some of those things you can now become? So the Mishnah says, First of all, this will prepare you. Machshar lios It will put you on the path to become a tzaddik, a righteous person. The chosid and a pious person. The and one who's straight. The neman and one who's trustworthy. Anyone who learns Torah with sincerity, you now have the chance to become a tzaddik chassid Yosher v'neamon. What does that mean before you learn Torah? It means that I wasn't there. I wasn't at Tzadik, a Chassid, a Yosher, a neiman, But yet, explains the Hadusha HaRim, Remeyer is telling us, I can still learn Torah lishma. I can still learn with a, with a purity and a sincerity. I can still be making and carving out time to learn Torah even though I'm not yet at tzaddik and a and a and a but I could still learn Torah on the highest level, and it's that experience, it's that connection with Torah, it's the seed that's connecting with the soil, that will allow me to sprout. That will be transformative. You might argue that I'm not, I'm not so good at learning. It's not my thing. You know, my brother, my friend, they could sit there for hours. They really enjoy it. But it's not for me. And the answer is, 100%. Everyone is made different. We all have our unique tafkid, our unique mission and role. But within every circumstance, within every life situation, carving out some time for Torah is essential for our growth. And the Chaim Kanievsky writes, that the only difference between someone right someone who says listen, I'm not that sharp I have a hard time remembering It takes me an hour or so to learn something when my friend can do it in 15 minutes Or we're sitting in Sheer together and the Rebbe says an idea and my friend right away He is asking four questions on it. I didn't know what happened So that makes me feel inferior. How do I deal with that? explains with Chaim Kanevsky, the only difference between you and the brilliant guy is that it might take you an hour and a half longer to understand something. But once you understand something, you're the exact same as he is. And therefore, the definitive role in our accomplishment of learning is not how smart we are, it's not our IQ, but it's our diligence, it's our consistency. And I think these are three practical take-home ideas. When we think about not being able to see, not being able to hear some of the, the messages of life, Mikotzer Ruach because we're frazzled because we have Bilbil Hadas because there's so many distractions because we're not B'nai Torah. But if we become B'nai Torah, we really connect ourselves with the Torah. Then we have Harchavas Halev. We expand our mind and we expand our hearts. We do that through learning not just casually but in depth with great analysis to whatever extent we can. If it means the 15 minutes a day I'm learning that Aliyah of Chumash as I'm doing my Shnai Mikra. I want to learn it well. If it means I'm doing my two mishnayas a day, I want to have a real grasp on each mishnah that I'm learning. If it means I'm learning a particular uh, work in English that's inspiring, don't just read it as a pastime. Read it with a real desire to, to get what the author's trying to say. Then I have a kenyan. Then I have an acquisition. And that's transformative. But three ideas, practically speaking, how do we get there? How do we make this a part of our lives, a part of our routine? The first is we can never overanalyze ourselves and our accomplishments. One of the greatest hurdles in learning, and perhaps anything we do, is to constantly be asking the question, how am I doing? Am I a lot better than I was before? Where am I holding now? I don't feel the same way I did prior. Says Rav Chaim Kanievsky, rather... His father, the stipler, he writes in a letter, he says, Don't overanalyze where you're atmo. Stop thinking about yourself and your spiritual level. If you're being successful, if you're not. Just focus on the thing at hand. What are you doing? You're learning Beautiful. What is Rava saying? That's all you have to do. What is is saying back to Ravah? V'osah The topic that I'm learning right now And the only question I have to ask myself is Do I understand what's being said Or do I not? So we can't get distracted by overanalyzing Where we are and where we're going Just learn That's number one Number two is this concept of mesira, like the Chazanish told us Living a normal life just pretty much on par with everybody else around us, that's not going to help us acquire Torah, that's not going to transform us into B'nai Torah. There needs to be a real diligence, a real commitment. There has to be a consistency. Consistency means not only having a set time per day, being Koveya itim, trying to really carve out that time with the chavrusah ideally, If it's over the phone, whatever it may be. But it's the learning itself needs to be uninterrupted. If we have any distraction, and sometimes it's not possible, right? if life is too hectic, it might not be possible, but any distraction that's brought upon ourselves through negligence, through just not having the willpower to turn off my phone right now, I'm stunting my growth that seed is going to die in the soil. Whatever amount of time I'm able to to set aside, it's got to be uninterrupted. Right now, there's nothing else on my mind besides understanding what's being said. So that's consistency, that's diligence. And the third step is, like we mentioned, trying to learn anything and everything with depth. Because the depth itself doesn't just mean a, a better quality Torah, but depth brings joy. And if I don't really enjoy what I'm doing, likely I'm not going to continue doing it. That's what the Gemara says. You should always learn, right? People ask, what's the best thing to spend my time with? I have 15 extra minutes. Should I review the Gemara? Should I work on, on Nach? What should I do? The answer is, Learn what you enjoy, because then you'll actually learn. Says the Stipler, when you learn with amkus, when you learn with depth, that brings a sense of accomplishment, that brings a feeling of joy. Iker ha'etzel lehasing <speaking> ne'imus <in> ha'torah. <Hebrew> the main way, the main suggestion that I have to give to you to acquire the ne'imus <speaking in> ha'torah, <Hebrew> the pleasantness, the gishmak of Torah, hu havanosa amukah is to understand something deeply. That feeling of satisfaction is unparalleled. So we have the focus on what I'm doing, not analyzing where I am and my accomplishments. We have the consistency that's uninterrupted, and we have the depth. This is the key of Klal Yisrael. This is the continuity of the Jewish people. <clears throat> our response to what's happening in the world is not necessarily, let's pack our bags and move. If that's the advice of Gedoli Yisrael, we will listen. We will first ask many questions, but then we will listen. But the, the, the response is, let's get back into what's really important. Let's anchor ourselves in the learning of Torah. And therefore, I could hear the message, Ki Torah libo shel Adam, because the Torah expands my mind, expands my heart and it's through learning in depth with consistency that I become a Ben Torah, that's transformative. That's a game changer for myself, for my family. And when children are exposed to this level of Mesira, this level of giving ourselves over to Torah, that's the most powerful chinuch in the world. Uh, Good Shabbos, everybody.